Welcome to Here's Teresa on TalkZone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all of my listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. Wow. Oh, my God. Can you believe it that oh, we are half the year already? You know, it's just, wow. <laughs> it flew by, I want to say. Okay. Now, I pray that all is well with you and your loved ones. And and um, can we get this out the way right now? The weather across the country is off the chain. Today, the high here in Arizona is 106, 107, depending on where you are. And you know it's going to be hotter than that because, you know, you always add, you know, at least five more degrees to that. And But here's the great thing, that the low is going to be 77. So that's a good thing. Now, the temperatures will be, um, you know, like this for the balance of the week. And, um, you know, and I'm happy about that. And I want to say thank you, God, you know, because we were like 114 plus for over a week last weekend, part of the week before. Now, you know, let me say that, you know, we are like 10 to 13 degrees cooler. Isn't that something when you think about it? It's like an oven, you know, when you walk outside, when it's that hot, you know, it feels like you're in a, a dryer or something. It's, it's really hot. And, um, you know, but, you know, there's inclement weather all over the country. And I do hope that anyone harmed regarding the weather conditions uh, we are experiencing, you know, through the world are getting the help they need. And, um, you know, and I'm I'm just glad that uh, Arizona now is, is experiencing like a like a like a cooling off. Now, I do, I want to say something, you know, I do realize, you know, that I have listeners who do not live in the state of Arizona. Remembering this is Internet radio and I have listeners that are located in various states and countries as well. And I want you to know that I truly appreciate you. I truly appreciate the time that you are taking to tune into my radio show and listening to me and my guests and sometimes guests discussing varying topics and worthwhile topics topics and I do know that sometimes I may get a little loud but that has all to do with the passion that I have for what it is I'm talking about that's all I am going to say about that okay moving on the topic of my show today listeners is let's catch up and hot topics there are some items that I have talked about on my earlier shows, and I am revisiting a couple of them for discussion and also the worthwhile hot topics out there that me and my guests will be talking about. And my guest is the fabulous Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist. Okay, I will be bringing my guest on shortly, but I have a few things I want to say before that. I have a question for you. Did any of you guys out there See the BET Awards celebrating black excellence this past Sunday. It was hosted by Leslie Jones, the comedian. You know, she was in Ghostbusters and she is a regular on Saturday Night Live. In my opinion, she is hilarious. And I thought it was a good program, except for they could have left out, you know, some some of the rap stuff. But I will say that 
Um, I did enjoy the, the program. I love the kickoff with Bruno Mars. He is such a talented individual. And I also liked Mary J. Blige as she sang a song about the divorce she's going through. And she looked fantastic. And I also enjoyed the girl group Escape as well as the New Edition reunion. And, and yes, Bobby Brown was there. And they were joined on stage by the individuals who played them in the New Edition story. Now, New Edition received a Lifetime Achievement Award and Chance the Rapper received the 2017 Humanitarian Award Sunday night after first appearing on stage to receive the distinction um, as Best New Artist. Now, Chance the Rapper became the youngest recipient to date of the BET Awards Humanitarian you know, award that they give out. So I thought that was, that was great. And in a tribute to Chance the, um, the rapper, um, you had Jesse Williams and, um, you know, first lady Michelle Obama, um, even appeared. It was so funny. She said that she remembered when he was a little bitty, bitty chance, you know, she's pretty comedic herself. And, um, you know, so he, um, he says that, um, he's 24 and to be receiving something like this at my age, it feels like, you know, a little early, but my God doesn't make mistakes. And Chance said he is, um, said as he received the award, I'm a good man and I want to become a better man. And I want to give a shout out to Deborah Lee. She's the one who organizes this every year as she filled the auditorium and stage with phenomenal, beautiful black Americans, black achievers. Okay. I'm going to bring my guest on right now. I'm bringing him on early because we have a lot to talk about. I want to introduce him as the world's best mental health therapist. He is phenomenal. He is a recent, he is a constant um, guest um, on my show. And his name is Reginald C. Campbell. And good morning, Reginald. Hey, good morning. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't see the uh, BEP award. And, and I was, and, and right away when you said new edition, I was wondering if Bobby Brown uh, was there. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I would say. I'll, I'll, I'll refrain from any, any smart aleck or trying to be funny or about that. Yeah, he, he was there. He was the one they all had on the white, you know, suits. They were, they were fabulous. If any of you out there didn't see it, you know, you can always go online and, and pull up, pull up their performance. It was really good. But he was the one that had this big piece of white fur on his, on his, um, shoulder on his right shoulder i'm like you know really bobby you know honestly but um uh overall it was it was a um you know a great performance and um they do make good music and they're going to be touring you know so um if they come here to um the beautiful state hot state of arizona you know i'm going to do my best to you know my husband and i'm going to go check them out you know maybe i'll even bring my kids too okay reginald i want to uh, you know, before we get into our, you know, hot topics and let's catch up, I, I want to uh, start off with a story and I'm going to say it is, oh, my God. Arizona man says he contracted flesh eating bacteria. Now, this is being reported uh, by ABC News, KNXV. A Peoria, Arizona um, man is speaking up to warn others about being diagnosed with a flesh eating bacteria after spending time at a splash pad. Jonathan Daggett is the man's name. He checked into Banner Good Samaritan Medical Center, and after visiting a splash pad on Sunday, June 11th, Reginald, um, he said that he contracted this flesh-eating 
you know, germ. Uh, Dr. Frank Lovecchio said it is hard to pinpoint where Daggett contacted the infection, but the temperature could have played a role. Now, unfortunately, the article goes on to say, as the heat goes up, you're more likely to develop bacteria and bacterial growth. This is what the Dr. Lovecchio is saying. Now, Daggett says, my message is pretty much be careful with your kids, investigate investigate their body, look and see if they have any cuts or wounds. It's not a joke. It's really serious. Warning others to be aware and understand how serious an infection like this can be. So as of Sunday, Daggett remained in the hospital and it still is being treated for an issue. So now look, Reginald, he's been in there for like a week already with this flesh eating um, you know, flesh eating thing that he's got going on with his body. And so then as my husband and I, we were looking and this was being reported by Lexi Sutter on ABC 15. And as she was reviewing, uh, interviewing Daggett Reginald, he was saying that he knew something was wrong as he was feeling feverish and nauseated. And when he felt and when he felt like a cyst, he felt like a cyst was in his stomach and his skin. He said his skin just shifted over original as he was opening up a bottle. He said he was shocked oh, when the wow. doctors told him he has a flesh eating bacteria. Reginald, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of the only thing I can say about that. And, and uh, I wish him well. I hope uh, uh, you know, he has speedy recovery. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty scary. Uh, yeah. Scary. And, and definitely people watch watch for your kids and watch out for your kids and you know, things like that. Uh, uh, but people should be doing that anyway, you know, with uh, you know, the warm weather here in Arizona, uh, you know, as far as your kids getting sunburned and, you know, things like that. So, yeah, well, wish, wish them well. That's, that's scary. Wow, you know, and it's like, and I, I want to say this, Reginald, you know, to my listeners, um, you know, now he says that you can, the doctor reported that you can contact this through a hair follicle, you know, so I'm telling people, you know, use your own combs and look, listener, oh, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, and if you are at a water park, you know, you need to clean yourself. You know, after you're done at these water parks, water parks and these, you know, um, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 pools, these public pools, you know, and, you know, and, and I also would like to know, Reginald, just how often do they clean these, you know, water parks and everything? They should be doing them day, daily. And I like to, um, I like to use the products that actually kill bacteria, Reginald, such as bleach, you know, and Lysol. You know, for household cleaning and washing my clothes and shoes, I'm not worn in my house, you know, wear socks, clean house shoes or whatever, you know. And I like to walk around my house, you know, a lot barefoot because I can because I keep a clean home, you know. But, you know, I, you know, wow, I just want to say, you know, you guys take great care of yourself, you know, and make sure that you, you know, shower and, you know, scrub yourself and your kids real good when you're done with these, you know, coming from these water parks and these, um, you know, pools, because I know it's hot and a lot of you want to get out and cool off and have fun with your, you know, family and things like that. But, you know, and I'm also going to say, Reginald, that these water parks need to disinfect after at least at the end of the day, at the most, at the most, yeah. you know, I, you know, take. I'm sorry, go you ahead. Know, 
Yeah, I was concerned about the, yeah, how I think about that, how often, uh, uh, you know, they, they clean the parts, and, and I'm sure there, and I hope that there are certain regulations for cleanliness and, and inspections and all things like that. I can mm-hmm. remember, um, I was still in Chicago, so this is kind of probably the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, when I was a member of a, of a health club, I was playing racquetball, tournament racquetball at that time. And I remember going into the shower, and there's a clump of air that's, you know, the shower. Ew, yeah, yeah. So, so long story short, I come back the next day, that clump of air is still there. And that, oh. you know what, you know what, no more going into this shower, I want to shower at home. So, yep. uh, that was, that was pretty disgusting. And, uh, so yeah, I, I'm hoping that there's some regulations and that there's plenty of places. Every day, because you know they have a number of people coming in. Um, you know they have a number of people sweating, and you know things like that with the warm weather. And and let's face it, some people may uh, you know have some uh, diseases or germs, things like that. So, so it's important that they keep these places safe. Yeah, is it is you know because if you think about it, you know I mean it's, it's body fluids that's being washed and. And, and all of the, you know, things like that, you know, and everybody is not the same and I'm just going to leave it like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Now, Reginald, let's jump into, um, um, you know, uh, something right now that I want to talk about. And I'm going to say that it is a hot topic. So, you know, there's so much talk about the healthcare plan, Reginald, that they are now coining it Trump care. I beg to differ. Reginald and my listeners, as they, the Republicans, refer to the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, as as Obamacare for two reasons from my perspective. Number one, President Barack Obama implemented this plan because he did and still do care about the populace in this country being able to afford to have the best health care they can get, as he noted in a speech that they, meaning all of the congressional members, have the best health care for a lifetime. That is out there and the American people deserve the same. Number two, Reginald and my listeners, people are just now getting educated that the ACA is also Obamacare. And I've talked about this on my program. They are not two separate entities. This is the bamboozle, Reginald, that the marketing strategy and strategists, what they what they, they call themselves, I guess, from the Republicans, including Trump, put into his rally speeches, you know, to the American people, and in particularly, you know, the ones who totally supported Trump, that they that there were two different items, and they are not, and never have been. Now that people, especially Trump supporters, are becoming educated about what is what regarding the ACA, and also realizing that the drastic, nasty, and negative cuts thoroughly affect them. Now is say what? I had no idea. Uh-huh. This is indicative regional of what happens when you do not do your homework. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the term Obamacare was meant as something negative uh, by, by, the, by the Republicans, and it turned out to be something positive So that then um, uh, 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 Obamacare. They were hoping that it would be something negative and this albatross around around the uh, political net of of, of Trump's president. Uh, and yeah, it's um, some of the some of the massive cuts uh, in in medicare. 
Republican bill. That's why they had to pull it. But they didn't have enough votes. A couple of days ago, McConnell had to, had to pull the vote. And uh, so, they, and, so they're trying, maybe the Republicans, they're trying everything to try and stab this thing through. But now with the Senate being on, on the recess, uh, now they're going to have to go home to some of these town hall meetings. And they're, and they're, oh yeah! They're, oh and, yeah! And unfortunately, and, what these guys are doing—they are not showing up to their town hall. No, not, because they—because they know what they're going to get. They know what they're going to get. You know—you know what yeah. I'm saying? And—and and the reason that they're now—excuse um, <clears throat> me—the reason that they're now twelve um, senators, you know, being reported that twelve senators, probably more now. Are, are coming out and saying, no, it's not right. It's not this. It's not that. Okay. Well, you know, it's not right. Maybe it's not cutting enough or whatever. So stupid, not cutting enough. But here's the thing. The bottom line, in my opinion, Reginald, is that they're thinking, oh, 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 it's just six months to 2018. And, uh, we, we're going, we're, there's a big election coming next year. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go in and, and sign up for, uh, to work at Target or Cole. Or or wherever you understand what I'm saying, Reginald. You know, the, I I know that the the basis. What I'm saying, listeners, is that the basis of them, you know, meaning the the congressional members of them now having a change of heart is because for a couple of reasons that their constituents are highly pissed now that they are being educated what really is going on with them, although they supported you and Trump and <clears throat> excuse me and also. That they're that the the, the the congressional members' jobs are on the line. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Well, the only thing that they're concerned about is their political skill, and so they're trying to have it. A lot of these Republicans are trying to have it both ways. Uh, they're trying to be sneaky about it. Well, they're not trying to be sneaky. They are because they did not have any Democrats involved in in these meetings. Uh, Mitch McConnell wants to come out there and say that. Uh, Democrats aren't interested in, in doing anything like that, but what's totally asinine, uh, what Democrats should be. And, and I would say any Democrat who supports this Republican bill should be primary right away. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a shame, it's a sh- utter shame in my opinion that this type of bill is trying to be jammed down the throat of the American people. People mm-hmm. deserve they deserve health care. And, yes. and I think it's just a shame that uh, it's not provided. The cuts that, they're, that they want to make are, are a shame. It's just going to affect so many people. People uh, will not be able to receive their chemotherapy. Uh, people uh, with, with, with disabled children, they're going to be cut. I mean, it's just, just massive, totally ridiculous sick cuts. Cuts, and, exactly. Um, yeah. And the, and the thing is, the thing is, Reginald, um, you know, that it, it's really, <clears throat> excuse me, it's really stupid for the, um, uh, Republicans to say that the Democrats have no interest. It's, you know, it, they're, they're laying out all of this and if people got, uh, you know, an ounce of, um, um, sense, which I know they do, and this is why they're, they're really pissed now, is that Trump the other day called a meeting that was only for the Republican, um, uh, senators, and that was it. You know, and this is also why this one woman, um, who I don't know her name, this one woman said on the news yesterday that he doesn't have a clue of how the, you know, the Congress works. 
He doesn't know anything about Congress. He knows nothing about government. And the other thing I want to say, and I've said this on my show before, and I'm going to say it again, is that <clears throat> is that a healthy uh, populist is a thriving populist. We cannot have a healthy, we cannot have a thriving society if the people that are members of society are not healthy. And you're absolutely correct, Reginald. They do, the American people do deserve health care. I was reading a story this morning about a woman in Texas because they have drastically cut uh, Medicare and Medicaid. She has a seven-year-old daughter, and so she ne- she cannot have um, her um, her uh, therapist, you know, come and, you know, work with her and things like that um, anymore because uh, Texas has now cut this program by $350 million. So, you know, th- this is very important that people understand what it is that, you know, I'm saying what it is that you're saying and what it is that your fellow um, uh, citizens are saying and listening and listen to what they're saying, because this is no joke. You know, they're 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 cutting this program to the shreds and then coming out there looking at the camera and saying this is going to be better for, you know, for everybody. But, you know, we're cutting it to shreds. I mean, it makes me think what type of mental uh, dysfunction that they all have. Uh, besides, you know, hate. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Well, Trump yesterday in his meeting um, uh, with, with, the, with the Chicago Cubs, uh, you know, baseball thing, uh, he's there and he's saying it's going to this field is going to be something great. It's going to be fantastic. You know, you know, it, it, you know it sounds like a used car sale. Uh, you know, that he, you know, he, he's not on the expensive anymore, but he thinks that he is and he still acts that way. And yes. saying that he doesn't know anything about government is an understatement. He doesn't. He doesn't mm-hmm. know how government works. And no. that's part of the problem. He does not know how government works. And this, unfortunately, has set a low bar, the lowest bar in history, in my opinion, for people who run for president in the future. So mm-hmm. now, and, and I don't, and let me say it this way, I don't think everyone should, because the Constitution says the only thing you have to be is native born and 35 years old. But but before you get on the bus, you want that bus driver to have some experience driving that bus. Uh, you want the carpenter that's going to work on your house in the summer that's working on your, your plumbing in your house. You want them to have some experience. Uh, and the same thing with, with government, especially the highest office in the world, and the highest office in this land. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's just right and true that he has no interest, well, he has no knowledge, and the saddest thing, no interest. In exactly. He has no interest because he's just going to continue to be himself. He's one of those, the, you know, one of those people who feel that there's nothing wrong with him. And so he don't need to change or learn. And then, you know what, Reginald, unfortunately, some people just do not learn because they don't want to learn. And that's where he is. And I also want to say, uh, listeners, that it is preposterous, you know, the negativity that is associated with making certain that individuals in this country do not have affordable health care. I want to, you know, I can't drive that home enough to individuals, excuse me, that are listening to me. You know, it is important that you have health care. And I know that, you know, regional individuals were, uh, you know, a lot of people were, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, with, with Trump 
for a lot of reasons. And one of the main reasons is because they signed on to that hateful rhetoric that he was talking about. But here's, but here's, but here's the whole, here's the whole kicker. Okay. You know, the devil will sit there and he'll talk to you and tell you, oh, things are going to be great and, and, and so forth and so on. But he knows what, what the end result is going to be. And as soon as, as that end result come, he's going to flee and go on to his next flock of hopeful people that he can, he doesn't care. So if Trump cared, he and his administration would not do massive cuts to this program, Medicare and Medicaid or defund Obamacare. You know, um, if it, if it's, you know, uh, you know, because it's helping so many sick people and the young and the elderly, for example, you know, they meaning that the Republican Congress would not disavow the Democrat congressional members to be involved with the changes as and deletions to the ACA slash Obamacare with closed door meetings. You know what I'm saying? So now, um, oh, what's that noise um, in the background? Um, okay. Um, so, um, so what I want to um, also move on to, Reginald, is Nancy Pelosi. Um, there had been uh, some talk this week, you know, by some um, some of the talking heads, let's say, um, that Nancy Pelosi um, needs to step down. What do you think about that? Uh, I think Nancy Pelosi, um, next to Lyndon Johnson, was the best. Uh, speaker of the House that this country has has ever had. Um, Nancy Pelosi was very instrumental in uh, gathering the votes for the passage of the Affordable Care Act. Um, so I have a, a lot of respect for Nancy Pelosi. Um, I, I personally think it is time for for a change. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's time for a little more assertiveness in the Democratic Party. Um, I, I think um, uh, President Obama was, um, you know, such a great guy and wanted to, you know, stay high above a lot of these things. Uh, but, but politics, uh, like sausage, uh, it tastes good after it's done, but it's a, but it's a, it's a process which is pretty messy. And so it, it's time for a change. It's time for more services. And that mm-hmm. is just my personal Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very happy and I'm very proud um, of Nancy Pelosi. You know, I've been following her career for a long time. Um, she's a she's very smart, um, beautiful woman, very fair minded uh, woman. Um, I, I you know, I think that it's time for a change. I would still want her to remain in some type of um, position within the the you know the you know the the government and and things like that because she's she's such a a worthwhile um um she's such a worthwhile she's such a worthwhile um individual but um you know um i i just think that it's time for change uh, across the board of all of them in the in the democratic congressional uh with the exception of of some people you know, and and definitely a huge overhaul in the Republican. Now you can say, well, why did you say that? 
uh, some in the Democrat and 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 um, but a huge in the Republicans because the Republicans are really showing their behinds of what they think about their constituents. Far too often, um, you know, it is my opinion that um, um, it is my opinion, Reginald and my listeners, that people get hired into, you know, to be the representative and then they start representing themselves. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I know my constituents. Yeah, well, this is what I'm going to say is good for them. You know, they don't come back and talk to their constituents. You know, we got all of this technology. You know, you can send out emails and and text and tweets and all of this and ask your constituents what it is that you like, what it is that you favor, because you're supposed to be working on behalf of the people, congressional members, not on yourself. Okay, that's that's all I'm going to say about that now. Let's move on to another um, to, you know, a catch up. This is about uh, a story I reported on my show a while ago about Philander Castile to remind you all out there. He was the individual that was shot by Officer Yanez uh, as his girlfriend, Miss Reynolds, li- uh, live stream the entire incident. OK, now on CNN Reginald, the June 21st, 2017, the report is titled Philando Castile shooting dash cam video shows rapid event by Jay Croft CNN. OK, this report states in, in part what's most shocking is how fast it happened. It just took 40 seconds, Reginald, for an ordinary traffic stop to turn deadly from a police officer saying hello, sir, to him firing seven shots at a seated motorist. But the police dash cam camera video released um, Tuesday, Reginald, adds a visceral element to what police witnesses had described, unnerving even in the context of other police shootings. And after a video taken by Philando Castile's passenger, Miss Reynolds went viral. Now, until Tuesday, few people had even seen the dash cam video from July 6th when Officer Geronimo Yanez killed Castell in Minnesota. It was shown in court during Yanez's trial. Now, here's here's the question, Reginald, that I'm coming up with. Officer Yanez was acquitted Friday of one count of second-degree manslaughter and two counts of intentional discharge of firearm that endangers safety. Yanez testified he feared for his life because he believed Castile was pulling his own gun from his pocket. But prosecutors said Yanez was too quick to pull the trigger. Now, on June 26, 2017, CNN reported the family of Philando Castile to receive three million dollars settlement. Do you think, Reginald, this is justice? by the officer being acquitted and let him go from the force is enough for what happened to Philando Castile and his family. Um, absolutely not. Um, uh, $3 million, $100 million cannot take the place of, of a lost one. Uh, there, there has to be some kind of uh, monetary justice, and, and, and I understand that, but $3 million cannot take the place of that person uh, uh, that you love. Um, I, I don't think the punishment that the officer received was was was, was sufficient. Um, it, 
if I remember correctly, seeing the the video and, and how everything transpired, um, you know, this gentleman was not in, in danger of, of his life. And, and just let me say that this put a dark cloud around the police officers who are out there every day, um, you know, doing their job to the best of their abilities uh, to protect uh, our our community. Um, so, so this is a dark cloud, in my opinion, on all of those officers, these men and women who are out there every day, you know, putting their lives on the line to protect us. Uh, but when an officer steps out of out of his bounds, it's like if a doctor or bus driver or therapist steps out of his or her bounds, uh, there, there needs to be Mm-hmm. I, you know, the, the thing about it is that, um, I know that police officers, you know, have a, have a tough job. All right. But, you know, with all, um, you know, with, with all, um, professions that are in the category of, you know, um, public safety, meaning, um, police officers and, um, um, and other, um, individuals who, uh, carry firearms, you know, and things like that. A lot of these individuals do apply for these positions, you know, to give them, you know, some type of void that they're feeling in their life, let's say, you know, maybe they're still carrying around the anger of when Johnny slapped them and took their milk money to uh that they were bullied or something like that. Now I will tell you this, Rich, I I was talking with um a, a police officer uh a while ago and what he, he said to me is that that he you know he's no longer on the force. But what he but what he said to me is that uh when he got on the force he, he was a Chicago an ex Chicago police officer. When he got on the force that, you know, they used to give all kinds of psychological exams and things like this. And they would periodically bring you in and, you know, check you out, you know, making sure that all your, you know, your mental ducks are in a row. What he said to me is that that there aren't they aren't doing that anymore. And I'm like, are you serious? Don't you think that? OK, let's go on with what he's saying, Reginald. Don't you think that that that's alarming that if they are. Uh, you know, um, they, that they don't bring police officers in, you know, and, you know, for I'm throwing in, you know, uh, a training, uh, particularly sensitivity training um, and and as well as, you know, um, checking, you know, making sure that they are mentally still mentally astute and capable of, of doing their job in the manner that needs to be done. Yeah, well, you know, um, they need to be checked out for for burnout. Um you know, if you're out on the street and, and you're, you've been doing this job three, four, five, ten, fifteen years, and you know, I'm sure they've encountered some things, and uh, you know, it's rough to work with the public, and mm-hmm. so there does need to be some checks and balances uh, for police officers, um, just as there should be checks and balances for 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 therapists, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with 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 burnout. You know, depending on the cases that you see, the number of cases that you deal with and things like that, you know, there there is burnout. And there's no mm-hmm. difference uh, with the police officer as well. So there should mm-hmm. be those, those checks and balances. And, and it, it, I guess it's a shame, but I'm not surprised uh, if they're 
we're not doing that anymore because again with all of the cuts that cuts uh, and yeah you know mm-hmm. and, and everything the things that need to be implemented things like those are the exact things that uh, are being cut through these government cutting city programs so uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's another example of how these cuts are trickling down to the very people who need them and the people who need them are the ones who serve everyday citizens. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not only the police force, it's also our educational system where, um, um, I also was reading, um, last week in an, in an article that where they, how they, the, you know, the government has cut so much that, um, you know, they don't have adequate counseling and things like this for, you know, for the children, um, that are, that are attending school. And I, I do remember that, um, you know, when, you know, when I was in school, when we were in school, um, that, uh, they always had, <coughs> excuse me, they always had, um, you know, um, uh, you know, they always had, um, you know, counselors and, and things there that, um, so if they needed to send a child to, to talk to their counselor and not only that, you were assigned a counselor, you know, if your if your last name, you know, was ended, you know, began with a, you know, um, all the way to D, you, you know, you went and saw this person and so forth and so on. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Mm-hmm. But, but even with, with that situation, a lot of those counselors, those counselors weren't trained or weren't mental health counselors. You know, they were school counselors, uh, but they weren't mental health counselors. Who, they weren't trained to pick up certain things uh, uh, or to counsel uh, that student uh, mm-hmm. uh, cognitively. So, uh, so, so even during that situation, and, and, and you know, that time, is, uh, in my opinion, uh, that, that, yeah. that was the present. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, just counselors, you know, just, just regular, you know, just counselors. Um, you know, because, um, if, if it's some type of, um, uh, mental, now I do understand that, uh, like, for example, just talking with, um, um, you know, uh, my granddaughter about her school and, um, you know, what they'll do is that they, that they send them out to someone if they, if they deem it to be something on the mental, um, you know, capacity that needs to be taken care of. But what I'm talking here is just having counselors, um, you know, to, to deal with, you know, certain situations that there's a lot of schools that do not have that because of the, you know, the lack of funding. And I just, I just think that that's, I just think that's a bad thing, you know, uh, to, to, you know, to cut out because this is what is needed so that, you know, our kids can be consistently on the right path, you know, in, in their life, you know, and, and acquiring their education, you know, you know, that, that's all I'm saying. Now, I want to talk about a, a hot, a hot topic, and I'm sure that you and my listeners out there heard this, but I would like to get your, your opinion about it. I don't know if you saw it or not, but they were, they showed this film footage, um, yesterday of, uh, Trump, and I'm saying, that he was flirting with um um this woman who worked uh, there at the White House she he came in he was on the phone she came into the Oval Office she had on a red dress and um he was saying oh look at this look at this person here she has a she has a a, a beautiful smile 
Look at, you know, he was going on and on like that. Now, the questions that were being debated on Don Lemon's CNN uh, last evening, Reginald, was that um, uh, this one woman was saying that that it was inappropriate for the president to be carrying on like this with this with this woman. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but what do you think about that? No, actually, actually, <laughs> actually, I didn't see that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, that's who he is. That's, that's who Donald Trump is. Exactly. So, you know, a leopard don't change his spot. Can we say that <laughs> that that bus when he was with on the bus with Billy Bush? Can we mm-hmm. talk about, you know, all of the other things, that, that, you know, the women who, who have come out who he said he was going to sue after the election is over and, uh, you know, there's no lawsuit there. So, so this yeah, is who I, this yeah. guy is. So for me, that's not surprising. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so then you had uh, Don Lemon and another lady and this other gentleman uh, saying they were basically um you know, agreeing that, oh, it was nothing. It was this and this other woman is saying what I'm saying, that a, a president should not act in this manner. Had that been, okay, had that been President Barack Obama, OMG, they would, they would be talking about it 24-7. It would be going on and on and on for the next week, okay? But um uh Don Lemon and two of his guests were saying, oh, it was nothing. He was just being complimentary. No, I'm looking at how he, I was listening to how he said it, Reginald. I'm looking at his body language and all of that as he was saying it. And he was on the phone. He should have just kept talking on the phone. But I do agree. This is who he is. This is who he is. He's, he's you know, he's, as I said before, he knows nothing about government. He knows nothing about, of course, the Congress. Uh, the, the appropriate, he, he doesn't have the, the decorum, let's say, overall decorum to be president. So, you know, that, you know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, well, you know, these people, these certain people are going to, regardless of what Trump does, they will stand out there and they will tell you, number one, you didn't see what you really saw. Number two, you didn't hear what you really heard. And, <laughs> Number three, well, no, what he really meant to say was, and then you have people like Paul Ryan and stuff, they say, well, he's new at this. And it's like, so you're going to have these people who, regardless of what he says, they're going to try and spin it. And Trump said himself during the campaign, I can stand down on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone, and, you know, my supporters will still support me. And this is, this is what's happening. You have yeah. people who have come mm-hmm. out and, and signed themselves to uh, sign themselves up with this stuff. You got these flunkies who are going to come out on CNN or MSNBC or Fox and just regardless to say, well, that's not what he said, or he really didn't need, need that, or turn it around and say, see the news media, see that's fake news, you know. You so. Uh, Oh, this is nothing new, and it's it is really ridiculous, and, yeah. and it's really getting old. And yeah. the news media, your job, hey guys, you are, okay, I'm not a newscaster, but I don't know, still, let me give you a little free advice. Your job is to report the news. Your job is not to try and be a flunky 
for, uh, you know, this guy to try and clean up what he said or he didn't mean to say it or that we have enough of that already with, with the flunkies who have signed up with Trump and his, and his evil cabal and Mayor Jane Byrne used to say back in the day. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're just going to continue to spin it until they can't spin it anymore. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I just want to make a point. Um, when, uh, with, with, with the comment you said that, uh, Ryan, excuse me, said, um, that, you know, this is, he's new to this and whatever. That sounds like, that sounds like, you know, you have, um, a five-year-old child. All right. And, um, so they're trying out, uh, this is their first tryout for the, for the, for the, uh, basketball team or, or some other sport or, or dancing or whatever. And so they, you know, there's some, um, this is their first tryout and, um, the, the instructor is asking for certain moves that they, you know, were not told about or anything like that. That's when you say, you know, well, this is their first tryout, you know, um, and, uh, he's new to this, you know, and you don't say that to a, a, a grown man, okay? <laughs> a grown man who's been on this earth for, you know, a, a, a while. And who is well seasoned, you know, he's he's new to government. Well, you know, he he's he should not have gotten in then if he's new. I mean as who has nobody has time for someone to learn as they go and, and this is also, you know, uh dealing with, you know, the outcome of people's lives and stuff. It's totally ridiculous. Okay. I think I'm gonna take a quick break for right now and then I'm gonna um um come back, you guys get up and stretch and have your coffee and tea and come back with me. Back to Here's Teresa on TalkZone.com with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you so much for returning with me. Um, this is Teresa E. Keeves on here, your host for Here's Teresa with my guest, Rachel C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist. And uh, we are our topic uh, for the day is less catch up and hot topics. OK, uh, my last commercial talked about neighbor disputes, which is a very good segue into the next thing um, that that I'm going to talk about, Reginald. Now, mm-hmm. there was an uh, I was reading an article in Mediate.com titled, Is There a Better Way to Handle Neighbor, Dis- Neighbor Disputes? Now, for mm-hmm. all of you listening to my show and have followed me, you know that I am a professional mediator and I do run an ad on my show about mediating neighbor to neighbor disputes, which just played. Now, Rachel, this article published from Argus Leader, which is a part of the USA Today Network dated uh, June 23rd, 2017, states in part that disputes between neighbors can get awfully ugly, awfully fast if left unresolved. Sometimes, he says, disputes can simmer for years and bubble over into violence. This article talks about these neighbors uh, uh, whose last name is Dis, uh, Disgrelis and Nisich, and that Nisich has been harassing Disgrelis for years in retaliation for him reporting criminal activity. Okay. Now, most disputes don't reach that level, but it's not uncommon, you all out there, for citizens to be unsatisfied by, citi- by city intervention. Now, city council member 
Michelle Erpenbach and Teresa Stey both see potential in mediation, a process that supplements or sidesteps the courts with negotiation through a third party. That the thing is, is that judges in some states won't set a court date without an attempt at mediation from a third party. And I'm seeing more and more of that in the court that I deal with. Now, professional mediators say putting parties on neutral ground and listening to their concerns can be a big first step. That mediation can help in neighbor disputes, but there are limits. Both sides need to feel safe and be willing to compromise. Now, Reginald, it's been a minute that I have, uh, you know, talked about the process of professional mediation and the great benefits that are contained in it. However, do you think with the growing contention in this country, for example, that mediation is still a viable tool for resolving issues such as neighbor-to-neighbor disputes? I think more so now than ever. Uh, mm-hmm. For one, it, it takes it out of the court. It takes it out of a courtroom. And it's mm-hmm. amazing how much, excuse me, can be done just by removing a meeting from the courtroom. I know there's some meetings that I've had with, with clients and attorneys and even a judge when we meet outside of the courtroom in the judge's chambers or in a conference room. That's how, just how much Attention is lowered because you're not sitting in that courtroom. And, mm-hmm. and it is more important. I mean, mediation, you know, you get, get the two parties together to talk. Each person mm-hmm. has uh, their opportunity to, to give his or her side, and then what needs to be done, the right thing needs to be done, and agreement that that comes up. And I think mm-hmm. so now than ever because, unfortunately, unfortunately, there's more Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is that <clears throat> some of these, uh, excuse me, some of these disputes are so childlike, uh, Reginald, that yeah. are, are involved yeah. with neighbor to neighbor. Since we're talking about neighbor to neighbor, these are things yeah. that, you know, they can that that they can just, um, you know, fix themselves. But, you know, right. this is what I'm saying with the with the added contention um that's in this that's in this country now you know people are like you know well okay i'm not going to turn my water holes off i don't care if it is leaking over into your yard you know i'm i'm not going to do it you know and then they end up going to court and you know all all of that kind of stuff and then i do think that i applaud the judges for having mediation to intercept first because i mean why take up the court's time to hear um you know about a case that, you know, the, the water is running over into my yard and you know that it's running over into your yard. But because, you know, uh, Mr. Such and Such, you know, dog barked at you. So this is some form of retaliation. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? So no, I'm, I'm just going to, and not, and not only are you violating this individual's, um, and, and his land, but you're also wasting a pure, precious commodity water. Because you, yeah. you want to remain on being SOS, which by the way, if you guys don't know what that is, that's stuck on stupid. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? <laughs> right, right. And you're right. Some of these things are just so childish. And you would think 
decide that, okay, this is how we want to work this out and, and, and get on with our lives. But unfortunately, um, you know, that's how human beings are. And that's why mediation uh, needs to be in there and taking care of that. And even uh, in, in, in the school with the, uh, with the dispute between the student and the teacher or between two students um, or between two teachers or between the administration and a teacher. So mm-hmm. there's so many places that uh, mediation can have a positive impact in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you know, mediation is fantastic. You know, I still am very much a proponent um, of mediation. I totally believe in the process of mediation and the benefits of mediation. And um, that individuals, you know, the the article that I was, some of the excerpts I was reading from the article that I pulled off of Mediate.com um, that this gentleman um uh, was writing about is that they do need to feel that they are in a soft, uh, a safe environment and they are in a, uh, uh, in a safe environment, you know, uh, when they come into, uh, the mediation process. And if anyone who is thinking of hearing, um, I'm sorry, thinking of going, um, to a mediator and things like that, all you need to do, that's one of the questions that you should pose, uh, to that mediator and making assurances that, you know, that, that it is a safe, um, environment. Now I got about three minutes and I want to, I want to, um, I want to bring up, bring up something before, before I, I, I leave Reginald is that, um, I, there's an article for, that was off of AP and it says that, well, it was a nice try. The Michigan appeals court says in a ruling released Wednesday that a man who was mistakenly told that he would receive 2.7 million severance can't collect the windfall. Uh, Francois L. Hayek was laid off from the Trico products in suburban Detroit in 2014 original. He was told that he would receive about $81,000 a week for 34 weeks, but it was a mistake. Trico says the document should have said oh, wow. El Hayek would get a total of roughly $81,000. So El Hayek didn't receive any of the inflated payments, Reginald, and sued Trico, saying the company wow. violated the deal by not paying the large amount. He says $81,000 a week for 34 weeks seemed fair based on his 28 years of service. But the appeals court says a contract can be fixed when someone in El Hayek shoes knows about the mistake, but remains silent. <laughs> listen, listen, listeners. I want to say thank you for listening to me uh, today on my program. Thank you, as always, to my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Rachel C. Campbell. I will be returning um, in two weeks, July 13th. I'll be talking to Sandy Roberts. She's going to be uh, talking about the organization that she is supporting, the Ripple Effect which is helping soldiers on July 27th. I will be talking with Violet Johnson. She is a PhD. She is a former nurse and midwife from England talking about the benefits of massage and how that, for example, it can help bring down um, high blood pressure um, among also, you know, uh, other benefits of taking care of your skin. That's not the only thing of going to a spa does. Um, as I said before, thank you for tuning in. You guys out there, be safe, be kind, have a happy 4th of July, and I'll see you on July 13th. Take care. Mm-hmm.